There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to Source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Hi, lovelies. Welcome back to another episode of Psychic Scoop. I am your host, Steffi, aka Spirit Sis. I'm an evidential psychic medium, professional astrologer, and intuition teacher here to usher you through your spiritual awakening. Today, we're going to talk about glitch in the matrix, and I have requested your stories, and I have to tell you the truth. I already did this episode. I did the entire thing, recorded the entire thing. And then when I went to edit it, it was completely fine. When I went to upload it up to YouTube and to Spotify, the entire thing literally sounded like a glitch in the matrix. I was in an echo chamber. I don't know what happened. I have this professional (laughs) professional microphone, professional speakers, everything. And I have no idea what happened. And so just starting off having to re-record this is already a glitchy matrix thing. (laughs) If you don't know what glitch in the matrix is, it's basically unexplained phenomena. It's time leaping, it's aliens, UFOs, ghost stories, eerie or strange experiences that cannot be explained by science. And I have been obsessed with these stories. They trend on TikTok all the time. I look them up late at night, which I shouldn't do, (laughs) but I've just been fascinated by it. I wanted to share it with you. So I'm happy I get a second chance to re-record this. And if you're watching on YouTube, I have a very cool background. It's very glitch in the matrix-esque. So uh, welcome aboard, grab your hot tea or your glass of wine or your water. We keep hydrated on the podcast (laughs) and uh, just cozy up and welcome and listen to these great stories. And I also wanted to say thank you so much for submitting your stories. I keep hearing from spirit that I do need to incorporate more engagement with my podcast listeners, you. So if you have any interesting stories like this one or ghost stories or anything you want to share, please submit them to psychic scoop podcast at gmail.com. All right. Before I start the show, I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of you and your support. After my launch of the trust, the transits course, I worked so hard and so long on this. So it's really fun and exciting to see the students already whizzing through the course and already on their way to teach or to take clients predicting life events and uh, doing all of the beautiful things that you can learn through your astrology transits, which is literally such a life hack. If you ever want to plan an event, looking at your transits is, it is the chef's kiss. So anyway, if you want to know more info on that, I'm going to include it in the show notes. Also, if you were thinking about getting birth chart biz, but didn't jump on it, I'm offering both of those in a bundle together. And we have a six month payment plan. So you can finance it over time. And then when you're done, you're able to have your own side hustle, make your own money, or honestly, just read for your family and friends. It's really rewarding, really enriching. And I hope I can welcome you into our community. We also have a great group community. It's really fun. We're always texting each other anyway. Okay. Let's, let's move into the glitch in the matrix stories. Hi, Steffi. I saw your post on Instagram about sharing a phenomena story and I immediately thought of one. 
I used to work at Macy's in my town. And let me tell you that place has to be the most haunted place I've ever been in. As soon as I started working there, I could feel that something didn't want me there. One day I felt comfortable enough around some coworkers and told them jokingly, I feel like this place is haunted. They immediately said yes. And everyone hears voices, moving objects. They feel a presence and the cleaning ladies hear screaming. I was shocked. And although I am a true believer in paranormal, I kind of was skeptical because the people who worked at Macy's were goofballs. So I thought maybe it's a lie. They were not lying. <laughs> it actually was so overwhelming that it was one of the reasons I left the job. The spirit there was so draining and I was extremely dizzy, dizzy, had headaches and was nauseated all the time while I was at work. And no, it's not a health problem because as soon as I would walk out of the Macy's, I felt perfectly fine. On one of the last days working there, I went to work early around 6 a.m. This Macy's was three floors. The first and second one was where people shopped. And the third one was basically a storage filled with hundreds of creepy mannequins. Ooh, in the first floor, there was a warehouse. The section was very cold and that was the hot spot where everything happened. The screaming, the voices and the objects moving. And that's where I believe the mere, the mean spirit lived. So we used to have to use this huge, creepy elevator big enough to load crates of inventory. This elevator had old metal doors that shut loudly and creaked when closing. I had to use it to go to the warehouse section to pick up some crates. And as the doors were shutting, I could hear very loud mumbling of five to six men speaking to one another. And I thought to myself, hmm, the warehouse guys are here really early. The entire ride on my elevator, I could hear them speaking and it sounded louder as I approached the warehouse section. When the doors opened, I was stunned. It was completely empty. And no, it couldn't have been the people that left as soon as I got there because there was only two people working. And I was extremely shocked. No one was ever there, especially at 6 a.m. The sound was coming from the first floor, which was the warehouse. I felt like the spirits wanted to give me one last show before I left. Thank you, Steffi, for everything. Your podcast has gotten me through so many lows in my life. Oh, Mary Lou. Crazy. Wow. That's a good ghost story. Honestly, that makes sense. Whenever I'm in a super haunted place, I get so dizzy and I feel so nauseated, just like you described. So, wow. We'd have to go back to that Macy's and check it out. I, I want to investigate more. <laughs> Hi, I just saw your Instagram post and have to share a couple of weird experiences. First one, spring of 2022, I was going through some deep shadow work and really diving into all things spiritual. And for two weeks, that's when weird things started happening all the time. One day before dusk, my husband, my friend, and myself were on the balcony talking. I was sitting on the floor with my back against the sliding door and they were sitting on chairs facing me. All of a sudden, from the corner of my eye, I saw what looked to be birds flying. So I looked two fairly large, pure white birds were flying oddly slow, but here's what was weird. I couldn't see heads or feet, just two sets of white wings. And even stranger, they were absolutely bioluminescent, pure white, majestical wings flying very slowly and pretty low and very close to us. I kept saying to my friend and my husband, look, look. And of course they looked everywhere except where I was pointing. <laughs> the birds eventually disappeared behind the house that sits directly behind ours. I'll never forget that day. 
it felt like it was a little wink from the universe. Within those two same strange weeks, I had taken into stargazing. I would stand on my balcony and look up at the night sky. One night I said in my head to the universe, show me something magical. Show me something cool. One or two minutes later, as I'm staring at the sky, a bright flash of light shot across the sky over my house. When I would retell the story, I would say a shooting star because I didn't really know how to describe it. It looked like a shooting star, but really close, like in the sky right above my house. So I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it was crazy and it was magical. Nicole. Cool. I feel like when people really dive into shadow work and do a lot of inner healing and ascending, that's when magical experiences like that happen and they are unexplainable. So that was a really good story. All right. This next one just starts story time. (laughs) I woke up in the morning of December 4th, 2020. My alarm went off at 3.45 a.m. Early AF. I know I worked at a gym at the time. So my start time was 4.45 a.m. for a 5 a.m. open. I woke up to my alarm, which was strange because I'm the person who always gets up five minutes before the alarm goes off. I laid in bed for a few minutes thinking about how weird my dream was. I still remember it so clearly because it interrupted the alarm. I was on some type of building or structure that resembled a spaceship. I didn't know where I was in the dream, but kept thinking, am I on a spaceship? I was with a bunch of people that I went to high school with who I hadn't spoken to in 10 plus years and was frantically looking for my phone because I'd lost it. It was a random dream. I proceed to get ready for the day and I feel a bit strange. I have my coffee, breakfast, journal for 15 minutes, stretch and take my five minute walk to work. As soon as I got outside, I knew something was off because the moon was in a noticeably different spot than it was the day before. I thought my mind was just playing tricks on me though. I got to the gym, did my quick usual opening procedures that took all of 10 minutes, then settled into the desk to open my computer. I looked at the clock and it said 3.55 a.m. instead of 4.55 a.m. I looked at it again, then the clock on the wall, then the clock on the other computer, all 3.55 a.m., but my phone still said 4.55 a.m. Crazy. I thought I was losing my mind, so I literally Googled, what time is it in Vancouver, BC right now? The results, 3.55 a.m. So I went back home to wait another hour before returning to work. I went to the date and time settings on my iPhone to see what was going on instead of the usual PST time zone. There was just a loading wheel as if my phone dot, dot, dot didn't know where I was. I toggled the set time zone automatically option, and then it reset and showed me the correct time. This has never happened with this phone before, and it never happened again. And I I'd owned the phone for three years at that point, And I owned it for two more before upgrading the strangest experience. And of course I'm certain now that I was in fact on a spaceship and my phone therefore was in no time zone while I was up there and didn't know how to reset. Once I was back, the aliens must have been nice though. I write them. I wrote them in my journal, thanking them for returning me on time. So I wouldn't be late for work. LOL. (laughs) I sent you a screen recorded video on my time zone on Instagram for reference, Maddie. 
Wow. I am obsessed with this story. Also, I saw the video and it's crazy. You can see her phone is like loading and has no idea where she is or what time zone she is. And she has to like manually set it. That is such an amazing story. Thank you for sharing. Hi, Steffi. I have a few weird things that happened after my first husband passed away, especially the first year, but the most memorable one was the last place I saw him alive, my mom's apartment. I was in the kitchen and my infant son was in the bedroom. There was no one else in the apartment. I heard someone call my name and it sounded far away and coming from the window. The weird thing is my mom's apartment is on the sixth floor and the windows are soundproof. I walked toward the window and totally freaked out. As I walked to check on my infant son, he was in the crib sound asleep, but his mobile was moving. I just knew he had a visit from his dad. Thanks for what you do. I'm so glad I found you. Many blessings, Linda. Oh, it sounded like your husband was visiting you. And that is actually really common, especially right after someone passes, they do come and visit and check on the family members and make sure they're they're okay. I get that message all the time from spirit. And I'm so happy you got a visit from him. I'm not sure if this is a glitch in the matrix or more of an angel story. I was in the seventh grade walking home with an old friend. This older man walked past us and in between us. And as I was watching him, I saw him pull up a silver gun and he pulled the trigger. He said, I feel like I need to kill someone. As he said that my friend and I look at each other and start, start walking backwards. It all seemed so quick and it was so scary. As we were walking back, my mother pulls up in the car and I run to my mom's car and tell her right away that the man has a gun. The man ran into the neighborhood and my mom tried following as we called the cops on the phone, but we lost him. They sent out a helicopter and later they did find the guy, but didn't have a gun. He probably hid it somewhere in a house or when he was running or something. I was so thankful that my mom had stopped by when she wasn't even supposed to be there. And for some reason she was, and she is my guardian angel. Yes, that is a glitch in the matrix. It almost sounds like parallel timelines or something. If she knew you were there and knew you needed help, or maybe it was foresight, mother's intuition, premonition, who knows, but regardless, that story is so scary and I'm so glad you're okay. And I'm, I'm glad it also ended with a very happy note that he was found and captured. Wow. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to share some of my glitch in the matrix stories. And I have to say the first one is one of my favorite stories ever, but I rarely talk about it because it was so odd. And one of those experiences where it's like, you had to be there. So I will try my best to explain what happened, even though it is truly unexplainable. So, uh, the story happens when I was 16 years old, I just started to become a little more comfortable telling my friends about my psychic abilities. Now I'd already crossed over a ghost at this point, and I was dabbling in a lot of paranormal activity, but I will say that they were intrigued and they suggested we go to this very famously haunted place in my hometown. I was super hesitant and scared, but I was like, okay, peer pressure, let's go. So this place was maybe about a 20 minute drive from where I lived. And it was these, this famous bridge that was over railroad tracks and trigger warning. It was a very tragic place because in the 1970s, I think every single Sunday, they found a lifeless body at the bottom of the tracks where these teenagers would go to unalive themselves. So it had a lot of rich history there. And then they even closed down the bridge in the seventies because it became such a problem. They ended up reopening it and 
it was kind of a bridge that connected two different neighborhoods. And it was like the construction was sturdy. I think it was the bridge was built in like the 1930s or something like that. So again, it's a historic bridge and it had a lot of haunted history. Anyway, we get there and we park a little further away. We know that cops often patrol the area because it is such a hot zone and teenagers love to go there. So we kind of park and hide and then we walk on the bridge. And the second I popped on the bridge, I just knew that it was haunted. You didn't even have to explain anything. It was a feeling. And you go up to the side of the bridge and there's a huge chain link fence that is like put up. I think it was maybe like 12 feet, 13 feet tall. So no one could jump and it was a safety procedure. Right. But as I go toward the edge of the fence, I felt a huge push. Like someone pushed my back and I flew into the fence and no one was around me. My friends were, you know, on the opposite side of the bridge. I was alone. It was absolutely terrifying. So I already knew, oh my gosh, like we should not be here. So I had a disposable camera at the time. I'm really showing my age here, <laughs> but I brought it with me. So I took a few uh, photos of like the bridge and the fence, whatever. And then one of my friends who was like a huge instigator, he suggested we go like underneath the bridge where they had found the bodies. And that was something I did not want to do. A lot of my girlfriends didn't, but of course, peer pressure, we just felt like we didn't want to be like lame. So we basically had to like go around the fence and climb down this. It was like a very like foresty terrain to get down to the bottom because there was no clear steps or anything to get down there because they had closed it all off. So as we get down to the train tracks, the, the air feels frigid cold. I mean, it is so cold down there and also so eerie. And under the bridge, we could see a bunch of spray paint of names and like chiseled names. And the story goes that people would carve their names before they jumped. So anyway, I take a few photos and within a few minutes, we hear screaming, like a woman woman's voice screaming. And it was so scary. All of us just decided to scream back and we ran back up the little terrain and, you know, basically got out of there. What's crazy is even on the way home, like none of us talked about it. Like we, we weren't able to, I guess, process like what we had just experienced, even though I knew for a fact that I had like paranormal activity down there and I was pushed and I'm sure my friends felt it too, but we just left. It didn't say anything. So fast forward a few weeks and I uh, picked my girlfriend up. She worked at a local Rite Aid and I got my disposable camera developed uh, at, at her Rite Aid. And we go home and this is also the time where it's like very exciting to get your photos back because it's not like nowadays where you take a photo and you instantly get to look at it and say like, oh, I, I hate that photo, right? Delete it. <laughs> back in the day, it's like if you didn't look cute in a photo, it didn't matter. Your friend was still going to hang it up on her board, like her vision board anyway, or her like wall somewhere. So anyway, we get the photos back. We're looking through them. And the first like 10, 15 photos are from the summer, really cute photos. And then the last last like five photos are the photos I took on the bridge and they were so creepy. You could see the chain link fence. There was weird fog and mist in them. You could see a bunch of orbs in the photo and the very, very last photo in, in the whole like stack was a really like dark black photo, like 
completely overexposed, but you could see the silhouette of what looked like a teenage girl. And so my friend who's very pragmatic Virgo, she really didn't believe in this stuff, like highly skeptical. She instantly took those five photos and was like, nope. And she threw them away. Like absolutely like threw them like in the garbage, whatever. So we went back to her house. We're hanging out and had dinner, whatever. And my friend was like, oh, I want to see that one photo again of me. I, you know, I like it. I I thought I was cute. I want to hang it up, whatever. So we're going through the photos. And as I'm going through, I had gotten singles and which means like you get one copy of each photo from your camera roll. As we're going through, I'm now noticing that they're not singles. Every single picture is now doubled. And my friend and I are looking at them and we're like, that's weird. The first time we looked through them, it was just singles, but we're looking at the back or we're examining it. We're like, were they stuck together? That we didn't, it didn't feel thick. Like maybe they were stuck. Maybe it accidentally developed doubles, whatever. So we go through. And then of course, at the end, those pictures that we had thrown away had reappeared completely. And so my friend was like, okay, you know what? There's one way to solve this. We are going to go back to the right aid. <laughs> she just wanted answers. Look, so did I, it was kind of creepy. So we drive back to the Rite Aid and she worked there, you know? So we go up to the photo counter and we ask the guy who developed the photos. We're like, Hey, like, can we look at our order number? We only ordered singles, but we got doubles. He's like, no, I developed them earlier. I only, I only ordered singles and we're looking at the machine and it says like singles, right? And then we show him the stack and he's like, oh yeah, that's weird. There's doubles. And we said, is, is it possible that, you know, this machine glitched or something? And he said, yeah, I mean, I guess that could happen. That really doesn't happen, but that's just really bizarre. Like I, I was physically looking at the copies myself. Like I did this myself. So again, we leave and we throw away the photos yet again, like those last like five photos. Cause it was just so eerie. We get back to her house again. Keep in mind, we've been going back and forth to the Rite Aid like all night. And her Rite Aid was like 10, 15 minutes away. But I guess when you're 16 and just got your car, like that's what you do is just like ride around town. So we get back to her house. And as I'm in the car ride home, I can feel the stack in my hands getting thicker. I'm not even exaggerating. I'm like, wait, hold on. You have to pull over. Like this is creeping me out. And I'm, I'm going through them again. Now the doubles are triples. There's triple of every single photo. And we're just screaming bloody murder in the car. We finally get back to our house. We like run inside like a bad in hell. And I'm like, listen, shut the door. We're going to lay out every single photo just so we can like get our bearings on what's happening. I go one by one. And then when they double, I stack them on top of each other. Every single photo from the beginning of the stack, like our cute summer photos had triples. Maybe even some of them had quadruples. And then we get to the bridge photos, the haunted bridge photos. They had upwards to seven duplicates, seven. I'm not even exaggerating this. It's crazy too, because in that time, Like you only got singles or doubles. Like if you were doing a quadruple or like even like seven copies of something, like it was like a different order. Like the machine wouldn't print out seven of one photo and then four of another, like nothing made logical sense. And so we just sat there in silence looking at all the photos like laid out on her carpet. And I heard giggling. Like it sounded like a teenage girl was giggling in like the background while I was doing this. And 
my friend didn't admit it. I don't know if she heard it or not, but I will say like we instantly grabbed the photos and we went in her backyard and she threw them in a bonfire. We burnt all the photos and we didn't even care that we got rid of some of the cute photos. We're like, we never want to talk about this again. And honestly, we never did. Like we told some of our friends the story and they're like, what? Okay, whatever. Like no one believed us, but still to this day, she knows and I know what happened. And it was still one of the weirdest glitch in the matrix slash crazy, creepy ghost stories, things that has ever happened to me. So that is my <laughs> glitch in the matrix story. I hope that made sense because it was really hard to explain. Uh, if you're a visual person, you should watch because I'm like, acting it out with my hands because that's what I do with all my Gemini placements. But I have another short story about the glitch in the matrix. And if you all want a part two, I'm sure we can find more stories or read them on the internet or something because this is really fun for me. This next story happened in like 2014. And one of my girlfriends was visiting from out of town and we didn't really have any plans or anything. So we just decided we were going to uh, like hang out. I lived in Venice and we were going to go grab dinner or whatever. So we go to grab dinner and we're sitting on this curb, like eating our burritos. And this guy walks up to us with this like thick Alabama accent or like Southern accent. He said he's from Alabama and he was like, I've never been here before. You know, I'm, I'm just like visiting in town and he was staying like 20 minutes, I think South of us, whatever. So we talked to him. We kind of get creepy vibes, but we were just being cordial. He asked us what we're doing. We're like, we don't have any plans. We're just hanging around, whatever. So we don't think anything of it. We leave the restaurant and we're walking around town. We go back home for a minute and I get a notification on my phone that we had tickets to this premiere event of this movie. So I'm a part of the Screen Actors Guild and you can be on a wait list to go to these like really cool screenings and events. And they include like a Q&A with the actors. And I was on the wait list, but I didn't think I was getting on. And it was like a last minute replacement completely. So we hustled, we got in the car, we like booked it to Hollywood and we barely made it in because like we were the last people in the theater. Like they almost didn't even open the doors for us because the movie had already started and there was only two seats in the theater. And so we like walked, you know, like we felt like a-holes, right? Like it's already dark. The movie's already started, but like we're walking in because that's how quick it was. Like we had we didn't have this on the agenda at all. So the movie ends and I just have to say the movie we watched is called The One I Love. It's a really great movie. I highly recommend you see it if you haven't yet. Elizabeth Moss, Mark Duplass, um, so it's about basically without giving too much away, it's about you having like an alternate, um, persona in the universe. Okay. Like a doppelganger. So we end the movie and they're doing a Q and a with the actors, which is really cool. And my friend was just getting really antsy and anxious and weird. And I was like, do you want to leave? And she's like, yes, I want to go right now. And I didn't understand why I was just kind of like, wait, we just saw this great movie. These are the actors like in the movie, whatever. So we go out to the lobby and in the lobby, we see a guy walking out of the bathroom and we look and it's the exact same guy we were talking to at the restaurant. Now, originally my head went to like, this was guy was stalking us. Right. So she kind of had the same idea and we 
just panicked and we ran. Like I've never seen my friend run so quick. She grabbed my wrist. I felt like I was like a toddler, like getting reprimanded or something. She like grabbed my wrist and like ran. And I was like, what are you doing? And then we got in the car. I like whizzed out of the parking lot and we like booked it. And on the way home, we were talking about it and we we're like, wait a second. He wasn't wearing the same outfit. He had the, ex- he was the exact same person, exact same person. I'm not joking you, but he was wearing a completely different outfit. And also this was an exclusive screening event. This guy didn't live anywhere in LA. He was staying 35, 40 miles South of where we were. And we went to that event. So last minute, and there's no way he could have like stalked us. Cause we had went, got home this and that, like, I'm, I mean, I guess it's, anything's possible, but it was just very interesting that we went to an event and a, and a movie about how there is a doppelganger like person of you. And then we saw the doppelganger of that guy and all, it just felt like a simulation. I'm not even exaggerating. It felt like we were living in a simulation and that he was like a robot, like person that was just in the lobby, like walking back and forth. I don't know how to describe it. And he didn't even look at us or see us or anything like he had known us. And anyway, it's still to this day is an unexplainable thing. Uh, and again, something that we never talked about again, like because it freaked us out so much. <laughs> anyway, okay. I hope you enjoyed this episode, Glitch in the Matrix Stories. I know I did. I appreciate you um, being patient with me with while I'm like dabbling with YouTube stuff and audio. And I'm going to continue to update and upgrade my podcast to be a very loving and engaging and supportive uh, podcast for you, a place you can come to geek out on spiritual stuff, but a place you come to learn and a place you come to like laugh. I know that, oh my gosh, that sounded like so trademark Disney, but I'm not, I'm not joking you. That's what I want to do with the podcast. So of course, always open to suggestions, topics, and stories. Again, you can submit them to psychic scoop podcast at gmail.com. My producer producer will look through them. Um, I will look through them and, If you want to get a hold of me, you know where to find me on Instagram at spirit underscore sis on TikTok, spirit sis, YouTube, spirit sis, and my website, spiritsis.com. Until next time, try not to jump any timelines. (laughs) Sending you love. Bye-bye.